We are so grateful on this resurrection day to know that he is alive. I sent some brothers this morning a quote where Brother Branham said, quoting Jesus, that Jesus said, because I live, you can live. And he said he was speaking to his wife. And we're so grateful today that not only is he alive, but we're alive. Not only naturally, but spiritually as well. Well, we greet you today in the name of the Lord Jesus. Just wish all of you were here, but we're so thankful that we can be able to bring the service to you. Appreciate the brethren coming and sacrificing and uh, being able to make it available for you. We just have our hearts open today to see what the Lord will speak to us, what he's put on Brother Darrell's heart. We appreciate Brother Darrell coming to just obey the Lord and <clears throat> wish you all a happy resurrection, happy Easter. I know it's probably the most different Easter you've ever had since you've been a Christian as far as being, being able to be in the house of God and be with your family, but hopefully this thing will pass before long and we'll be able to be together. God bless you. Brother Darrell, appreciate you, buddy. Love you in the Lord. Just pull on the gift of God and we just <clears throat> open our hearts now and see what the Lord Jesus has to say to us today, no matter what your needs are. I realize the Lord is, is so mindful of every one of us, and I'm sure that this has been difficult for y'all. I've been having to pray for several, several on the phone and, and uh, emails and texts and things like that. People going through a whole lot, but just remember, Jesus loves you. And he's mindful of where we are. He's mindful of what we're going through. Hopefully this thing will pass through and we'll be able to gather together again in this wonderful place. God bless you, Brother Darrell. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. We're just so grateful to be able to be here this morning. I got a text from a sister, Brandy Anthem, that she had been bitten by a bug. And she was wanting me to let the church know and ask for prayer that she had an allergic reaction to it. And so, uh, was the prayer request prayed over, Brother Louis? Okay, we'll just, okay, we'll just take these needs uh, before the Lord and pray over the request and then we'll go right into the Word of God. The most gracious Heavenly Father, Lord, we are so grateful that we gather here this morning. Lord, we're, we're not a people of confusion. We're not a people of, of fear or a people of sadness, but we are a people this morning, dear God, that's under the anticipation, Lord, of knowing, dear God, that you have rose from the dead. Yes. You're the same yesterday, today, and forever. And all power is given into your hands, O oh God. Lord, we know this morning that you're our deliverer, you're our savior, you're our healer. And Lord, no matter what we face in life and no matter what would come upon our bodies, dear God, you're more than able. Lord, you're not just the remedy this morning of every affliction, but you're the cure, Lord. And we look to you today for each need on these prayer requests, Father. May you move for each one on this resurrection morning, dear God. May they be resurrected from their beds of sickness, Lord, and from their beds of fear of whatever it would be that Satan would try to hold them down this morning. Lord, may they raise this morning because you have raised, Father. And we commit these needs into your hands for your glory today for we ask these things in the name of the Lord Jesus for thy glory amen and amen God bless you richly if you have your Bibles this morning turn with us to the book of Matthew we want to read from Matthew chapter 28 starting at verse 1 may the Lord richly bless you Matthew 28 starting at verse 1 the Bible says this and in the end of the Sabbath as it began to dawn Towards the first day of the week came Mary Magdalene and the other Mary to see the scepter. And behold, there was a great earthquake, for the angel 
of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door and sat upon it. His countenance was like lightning and his raiment white as snow. And for fear of him, the keepers did shake and became as dead men. And the angel answered and said unto the women, fear not. Fear not ye, for I know that ye seek Jesus which was crucified. But he is not here, for he is risen. As he said, come and see the place where the Lord laid. And go quickly and tell his disciples that he's risen from the dead. And behold, he goeth before you into Galilee. And there shall ye see him. Hallelujah. Not a spirit, not a ghost, but ye shall see him. I have told you. And they departed quickly from the shelter with fear and great joy and did run to bring his disciples' word. Amen. Let's bow our heads just once more. Heavenly Father, thy word is true. In the name of Jesus, we commit this service into your hands for your glory. In Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you, saints, this morning. We send greetings to you from the pulpit of Happy Valley to all the saints that are gathered in their homes around the, their computers, their tablets, their phones, listening to the Word of God in all parts of the country today. And I'm sure it, it's for you as it is for me a very unusual Easter. And without a doubt, none of us ever thought that we would spend this Easter in our dens or our living rooms with just our family. And, you know, the kids thought that they would be at camp. And perhaps you thought you would be somewhere else this morning. And so it's an unusual Easter. But you know, God is unusual, the prophet said. And God does things in unusual ways and sometimes at an unusual time because he's very unusual. And those who serve him are unusual. They are a peculiar people. And so they, we, we may not understand everything that's happening right now. But this one thing we do understand, that God has it all in control. And the prophet said in the message I know, he said we would pray for each and every individual. And especially those who are shut in. And cannot get out to the service anywhere today. God be with them. And may this Easter be a real Easter for them. So in this unusual time. This unusual Easter. But may it be a real Easter for you. And though they may not be able to stop us from. Uh, maybe, maybe they can. They can stop us from assembling ourselves together this Easter. But they cannot stop us from worshiping Him. They cannot stop us from having church. Because the church is not just a gathering. It's a body. It's a person. It's us, amen. And it may be dark and stormy and gloomy where you're at this morning. But I'd like to say the sun is up today. Buddha is in the tomb. His tomb is still occupied. Allah's tomb is still occupied. But after 2,000 years, the tomb, hallelujah, the tomb of Jesus this morning is still empty. The sun is still up. 
Oh, hallelujah. You know, I was out mowing my yard here a few days ago and I was thinking about the service this morning and what could be said at such an unusual time as this. And I heard a voice just speak in my heart so clear. It wasn't audible, but it was just in my heart. And I heard a voice say, what an Easter that was. But what an Easter this is. And so this morning for a few minutes, I want to speak to us on what an Easter that was. But oh, what an Easter this is. It reminds me of something the prophet said of about a chaplain who had told him a story. And he said, Brother Bradley, it was right after the first war, War One." And he said, a sergeant had come by and said, chaplain, you want to ride out to the battlefront with me? Out on the battlefront of Argonne in France. And he said, I, he was going to see how many tanks had been destroyed in the battle. And he said it was on Easter morning and I had just got through walking through the tent with the nurse. And she was giving those wounded boys an American rose. And he said how them soldier boys grabbed that rose and just screamed and cried because it was something that came from home. And I'm so glad this morning the words that we hear is not the words of a man, but it's something that's came from home. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Yes, Amen. And he said, I went out there with the captain and the sergeant to take the number of tanks that had been destroyed. And he said they had thrown out that mustard and that chlorine gas and had burnt all the leaves off of the trees. And there wasn't anything living left. Then he had just left the tent where those boys were shot up, blowed up, broke up, some of them blind, some of them legs missing, arms missing. And he had just come from that atmosphere of boys crying because they was away from home and they were wounded. He said, I looked all around and the trees were destroyed and the leaves were burned off of the trees and not even grass was on the ground. There was nothing. Everything was destroyed. And he said it was Easter. You see, he was dealing with all the emotions of just leaving the tent and looking at all the scars of war. And in his emotions, he cried out, what an Easter. What an Easter it's supposed to be Easter. He said the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, go over to that rock. And he said he pulled the rock over and there under, oh God, there under that rock was a little Easter flower. It had been kept under the rock all through the poison gas. All the bombings, all the explosions, the gas, all the tanks exploding, the carnage of war, all the pain, all the destruction. But on that resurrection morning, nothing could stop life from coming forth. The chaplain thought, oh God, keep me under the rock of ages till all the poison has passed. And let me bloom in that land yonder. David said, from the end of the earth I'll cry unto thee. And when my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to that rock that is higher than I. 
on a battlefield in France in the midst of death, in the midst of destruction. He saw the power of the resurrection that death, hallelujah, cannot keep life from coming forth. It reminds me of the song that Dallas Holm wrote. Go ahead, drive the nails in my hands. Laugh at me where you stand. Go ahead, say it isn't me. But the day will come when you will see. Because I'll rise again. There ain't no power on earth can keep me down. I'll rise again. Death cannot keep me in the ground. What an Easter that was in the Aragon forest of France. But oh, what an Easter this is. Go with me this morning. Let's take a little journey back to the morning of the first resurrection. The first Easter morning is Brother Harry so, so well sang about. We find in the readings of the gospel that the disciples were in disarray. They were confused. They were hurt. They were in disbelief, they were afraid, they were sad, they were nervous. The prophet said they were downhearted, discouraged, disappointed. They wasn't sure what was going to happen. You see, most of the disciples were still in the city of Jerusalem for two reasons. According to the law of the covenant, the Sabbath was a day of rest. And no work could be done on the Sabbath. Jesus was crucified on Friday. It was the preparation day for the Holy Sabbath. And all the arrangements for food and other necessities of life had to be completed before the Sabbath. It had to be done on Friday. No work on the Sabbath. It was prohibited from traveling on the Sabbath. They were quarantined, if you will. Could not travel. Certainly certain exceptions was allowed. They had a limit of walking from a walled city 2,000 cubits or 0.57 of a mile. Therefore, most of the disciples, with the exception of those who lived in Bethany and other villages within the prescribed radius of Jerusalem, could not leave the city. They were forbidden to leave before sundown on the Sabbath. So by law, they could not travel. And many of the disciples stayed in Jerusalem, not only because of the law, but to be with the family. The family of Jesus for Shabbat was the beginning of seven days of mourning. So they had stayed with the family for the Shabbat supper, I believe is how they say it. And also for the words of Jesus saying, I will rise again. So then we understand that many of the disciples were still in Jerusalem on that first Easter. And what an Easter it was. 2,000 years ago, the devil tried every way he could to keep Jesus in the ground. To cancel the first Easter. He sealed him with death. They put him in a tomb. They rolled up a huge stone and they sealed it with the Roman seal. And they garrisoned a bunch of soldiers, a hundred men, the prophet said, armed around there to be sure that nothing would take place. They beat him the way no man should have ever been beat. They crucified him, nailed him to a cross, and they placed him in the tomb. And the devil was sure that he had him. They laid him in that tomb on a Friday and the devil said, I got him. But you see, it was only Friday. 
Sunday was coming. For three days he laid there through Friday, Saturday, Sunday. But on that first Easter morning, no matter how many armies were there, how well they was garrisoned, the time had come for the word of God to be fulfilled. I'll not suffer my Holy One to see corruption. Neither will I leave his soul in hell. And the time had come. And I don't care what takes place. It's going to happen. Amen. Amen. The time had come. And so as the song says, go ahead, mock my name. Go ahead, my love for you is still the same. Go ahead and bury me, but very soon I will be free. Because I'll rise again. There ain't no power on earth can tie me down. I'll rise again. Death cannot keep me in the ground. And on that first resurrection morning, that first Easter, an angel came from heaven and the earth began to quake and the guards fell as dead men and the seals were broke. Hallelujah. And the stone was rolled away and the grave opened and Christ walked out victorious over death, hell and the grave. The time had come. Death cannot keep me in the ground. The angel proclaimed a message to his church. He is not here. He has risen as he said. Go into Galilee and there ye shall see him. What an Easter that was. An angel came with a message. The seals were broke. The stone was rolled away. Not so that he could get out. It was so they could get in. Amen. Hallelujah. The church, the woman types the church was commissioned with a message. Go tell my disciples. He's risen. He's risen. And on that first Easter came the revelation of not only where he was, but came the revelation of where he is. Hallelujah. Towards the evening time of that first Easter, as two walked on the road, to Emmaus. And we're going back home. We started out, we thought it would be alright. Now we've got to go back home. And on the road back over to Emmaus, they were walking along, discouraged. And they were talking about Jesus. They were talking about all the things that they had transpired in the last few days. Their hearts were heavy, but their conversation was right. They were talking about him. And that's when he appears. And let that be a good lesson right here. No matter what happens in our life. No matter how disappointed we are. Let's keep Jesus the subject of our conversation. All the news right now. Everything's about the virus. What's happening. Who's getting it. Our economy. Our jobs. And we shouldn't be informed. I'm not saying that. We should be aware. We should be informed. But let's not all of our conversation be about the... the Let's not be about the cause, but let our conversation be about the one who's got the cure. Hallelujah. We know the cause, but we stand here this morning. Not only do we know the cause, we know the cure. Amen. Amen. Let our focus be on the one who has the cure. Let our conversation be on Christ. That's when he appears, the prophet said. It's when we talk about him, when we're speaking about him. 
He said, you know, it's when we think about him. That's when he draws close to us. Draw nigh unto me, he said. And I will draw nigh unto you. So they were going alone. And they were speaking about him. Yet they loved him. Think about this. They loved him. But they didn't know he had raised from the dead. And many people today who really love the Lord Jesus, out in these great churches and throughout the world, they love the Lord. But they really don't know he's risen from the dead. They can point back to what an Easter was. But they can't point back to what this Easter is. While they were speaking about him, while they were talking about Jesus, he just steps right out of the bushes and starts walking with them. And he said unto them in Luke 24, 17, What manner of communication are these that you have one to another? And as you walk and you're sad, he sensed their sadness. What are you talking about? As you're walking alone and you're so sad. And one of them named Cleophas. He answered and said unto them, Art thou only a stranger in Jerusalem? Hast not thou known the things that's come to pass in these days? He said, he said, are you a stranger here? Don't you know what's happening? Don't you know what's happening? Oh, he knew. He was what was happening. Hallelujah. He knew exactly what was happening. He was trying to get them to understand what was happening. So he said to them, what things? What are you talking about? And so they begin to tell him, have you not heard about this man called Jesus? Yeah, I'm pretty sure he knew him. Have you not heard about this man called Jesus? And they begin to tell about his miracles and his ministry and how they threw all the palms in his way as he came into the city. And then they talked about his rejection and his crucifixion and his burial. And now this morning, one of the sisters, went, they went down to the tomb and his, his body wasn't there. Said an angel came with a message, said he's, he's not here, he's alive. And suddenly went to the tomb and they found it just the way that, that the woman said. His body was gone and others said they stowed it. It's just awful. We don't know what to believe. CNN says one thing, Fox says, I'm so glad we don't have to look to that news. I'm so glad we've got the good news. Amen. It's just awful. We just know there's so many voices. We, we just don't know what to believe. Amen. Did you hear them? Right out of their own mouth, they were telling exactly what he said he would do. But they were telling it in a defeated state of mind. Think about that. They were quoting the word of God in a defeated state of mind. I wonder sometimes if we're not guilty of that ourselves. Oh, God's a healer. But I've still got this pain. You know, yeah, he's a healer. Yeah, by his stripes I'm healed. But, you know, maybe, maybe it's just not for me. You know, God's a healer. He can heal cancer, but he can't heal mine. I wonder. I wonder sometimes if we're not guilty of that. Maybe it's just not for me, but oh God, help us this morning not to be like that. 
but take what the word says and make it your own personal promise. God is my healer. God is my deliverer. God is my savior. God is coming for me. Amen. Amen. Pain and disappointment has nothing to do with what the word says. The word of God does not lie. And God's never made a promise that he's not able to keep. These two were absolutely telling exactly what the word said would take place. And in the correct order of events, Jesus never said, now here's why you're sad. You've got your doctrine wrong. You missed this point right here. You've got your cow up here in the tree. Let me get him out of the tree. And then you won't be so sad. He never said that. He never corrected one thing that they said. He just said, after this great explanation, so why are you sad? Why are you sad? Sure, there's a lot of sorrow right now. There's a lot of fear. There's a lot of confusion. This virus has struck hard. Does my heart go out to those suffering? Yes. Those who lost loved ones, I think about them poor people having to die alone. None of their family there. Yes. My heart goes out to pray. I pray, God, don't let one more, not one more, Lord. I remember years ago in surgery, we brought a man down. We was putting him on the table. I said, buddy, you got somebody out in the waiting area. I can go and tell him how you're doing. He said, I ain't got nobody in the world. He said, I got a, I got a daughter somewhere, but we've not spoken years. And Brother Donnie, they put him to sleep, and he died on the table. I called my wife that afternoon. I said, I can't come home right now. And I went down to McDonald's. And I just found a booth and I sit down. Because Brother Bradley, that man died. And nobody in the world cared but me. Yes. Yes, there's a lot of sorrow. But don't let that be our focus. Don't assimilate into the frenzy, into the fear, into the sadness. Be aware of it, but do not be distracted from our main focus. Look to Jesus. He said he'd never leave us. He said he'd never forsake us. He promised us he would cover us under his feathers, under his wings. He's got it all in control. Amen. What do we got to be sad about? We've got the token message. Amen. What do we got to fear about? The prophet said we should be the freest, happiest people there is anywhere. We do not have to guess about it this morning. God is in our midst and he proves it. That's right. According to his word and his spirit. On that resurrection morning, he rose from the grave. He said, because I live, ye shall live also. Why are we sad? He said, when you see these sights begin to come to pass, don't give up. Don't be sad. When you see these things, then lift up your heads. Your redemption is drawing nigh. Don't look down. Don't be weary. We're just coming to the place 
for the coming of our Lord Jesus. These things must shortly come to pass. Amen. We should be the most happiest people in the world. Instead of being weary, the prophet said, we should be the happiest. And we are. And we are, he said. Sure. Oh, saints of God, let the worshipers arise. Let the sons and the daughters sing. Amen. He said unto them, Oh, fools and slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Ought not Christ to have suffered these things and to enter into his glory? And beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he expounded unto them all the scriptures and the things concerning himself. Says in Hebrews 10, 7, Lo, I come in the volume of the book that is written of me to do thy will, O God. He said, I've come to fulfill the volumes of the books that's written of me. You see, Jesus had faith in the word of God that said what he was. It's written. It's written. Did not David say in Psalms and the prophets and all of them, David said, I'll not suffer my holy one to see corruption. Destroy this temple in three days. I'll raise it up again. What was he saying? He was saying what the word says. Hid not my face from the spit and from the shame. I gave my back to the smiters. I chained him there. And they beat him more than any man should have ever been beaten. He never moved. Because the word said I gave they didn't take it. They did not take it. It said I gave my back to the smiters. And when they spit in my face, it's a normal, natural reaction. If somebody goes to spit on you, to turn your head. But when they went to spit on him, he said I turned not my face from their spit or from their shame. Well, why? You know why? Because the word said, he come to do the will of the Father. He come to fulfill the words of the prophets. He was the word made light or become light. The word in that generation. He was the word light of that generation because the prophets of old had spoke of him. And here he come and have vindicated. He was the light of God's spoken word. All the prophets had said had been fulfilled in him. The prophets back here with the word. He illuminated what the prophets had spoke. Isaiah said a virgin shall conceive. No doubt people guessed at it, wondered at it, thought it was them. But when he came forth, he shed light onto that scripture. Prophet said, prophet said a virgin shall conceive and bring forth a son and they shall call his name Emmanuel for it shall be God with us. Hallelujah. He was the fulfillment of that word. He was the manifestation of that word. Every prophetic utterance of God must have a manifestation. It must have a fulfillment because God said my word will not return unto me void. So is it today when God's word will be fulfilled in this hour. That's the light of this hour. Hallelujah. Amen. It's God. What is it? The light of the hour. 
It's God manifesting himself. He was the light of the world. What made him the light of the world? Because he was the manifestation of the promised word. The promised word for any hour manifested is the light of that hour. He was the fulfillment of all the divine holy powers of the prophets. They were minor gods. When the word of the Lord came to a man, Jesus said himself that he was a God. You know that? He said, if your law said your fathers back there called them the word of God came to, called them gods, then how can you condemn me when I say I am the son of God? The very God himself who spoke the fake of this, friends. The very God himself who spoke the word through those prophets. He was manifested. He was the manifestation of the word that the prophets spoke. The very God that moved upon those prophets and spoke through them. What did Brother Brown say? They're looking to the unseen in 1959. I'm the one that raised up Christ from the grave. I'm the one who sent the Holy Spirit. Brother Branham has nothing to do in this. He surrendered his spirit to me. I'm talking through his lips. Hallelujah. God speaking through his prophets. And then the very God that spoke it manifested that very word. Amen. Amen. How can you condemn me when I say I'm the son of God? Amen. If a prophet was called a God, listen to this. If a prophet was called a God because he was the manifestation of another prophet's word. Think of that. The prophet was called a God because he was the manifestation of another prophet's word. Then what would that make you if you're the manifestation of a prophet's word? Think about it, friends. Burban said, we'll take one like this and see what it sounds like. Matthew 5, 48, see? And see if you're supposed to be like God. And see if you're supposed to be like God. Not like a church member. Not like an organization. Not like a denomination. But let's see if according to the word that you're not supposed to be like God. Matthew 5, 48. Be therefore perfect even as your Father which is in heaven is perfect. It doesn't mean the flesh, as Brother Donnie so well said the other night, you'll never bring this flesh to perfection. But we can bring it into subjection. The flesh will never be perfected. That's not the perfect he's talking about. But that word perfect means complete, wanting nothing, fulfillment, maturity, the seed coming to maturity the seed coming to a place that it's able to reproduce itself again glory to God I feel like speaking a patchy or something amen brought to an end finished wanting nothing consummated consummated full grown adult a full age a full age like Shamgard Every year at the harvest time, they would come marching in. When the seed had come to maturity, they'd slap him around, take his grain, leave him with just enough to plant crops for them the next year. And then they'd come back. But this year, when they come, they failed to realize that not only had the wheat come to maturity, but another seed had come to maturity. And Shamgard said, I am a seed of Abraham. And God gave me this land. This is my land. belongs to me 
the Bible said the seed of Abraham and the royal seed of Abraham shall possess the gates of their enemies. Hallelujah. He was that long promised Messiah that the world waited on. He was the Messiah promise made manifest. What an Easter that was. On that first Easter, he stood right among those of the two that walked on the road to Emmaus in the evening time as they were on their journey back home, back to where they came from. Amen. Oh, I like that right there. They were on their journey home. It was the evening time. They were on their journey home. They were going back to where they came from. It was the evening time journey home that the vindicated word of that very hour was made flesh and stood before them and broke the bread. This was happening. This was taking place while they were on their journey home. They constrained him. Come in. Come in. And abide with us. Stay with us, Lord. Prophet said, that's the right idea. He knew he was going in all the time. He knew he was going to stay there all the time. But he wanted them to ask him. That's your part. That's your part. Oh, the word that was formed in Mary. Let it be formed in me. He went to the room. They went to a little room. They closed the door. The world was shut out. They were shut in. He broke the bread. He broke the bread. And when he done that, he did it the way he had done it when he's alive. There's a term called proof of life. It's when someone's kidnapped. And they're wanting you to pay a ransom. And before you pay the ransom, you want proof of life. So they let you talk to the person. Or you ask a question and the person knows the answer. And by knowing the correct answer, it proves it's that person. Oh, God. So there, in that little room, shut away from the world. Just in a little room. He broke the bread. He broke the bread. And when he did, their eyes were open. They had talked to him all day. They had fellowship with him. They heard him preach along the road through the journey of the heat of the day. But when he was alone with just them, they'd come out of the world into a little room and the door had been shut. And it was just them. And when they were alone, he made himself known to them. Their eyes come open. He made himself known to them by performing a miracle, the prophet said, just like he did before the crucifixion. In the evening time journey home, he revealed himself. He broke the bread. And then he vanished. At the evening time, not in the morning, but in the evening time, in a little room, quarantined away from the world. He broke the bread and their eyes come open and he vanished. And hurriedly, the Bible said hurriedly, they ran back and they said, truly, truly, the Lord is risen. He 
has appeared to us. After the breaking of the bread came the response. The Lord is risen. What an Easter that was. What an Easter. But what an Easter this is. That was the Easter of the ministry of the groom. But what an Easter this is. The Easter of the ministry of his bride. The spirit left him in the garden of Gethsemane. He had to die a man. Remember friends. He didn't have to do that. The prophet said. That was God. God anointed the flesh. Which was human flesh. He didn't have to. He, if he went up there as a God. He would have never died that kind of death. You cannot kill God. But he didn't have to do it. But remember. He went there with you in him. See, God had never separated the bride from the groom yet. So when God looked down upon the body of Christ, he saw both male and female. It was all redeemed in that one body. They are one. Same word. The same word that spoke to the groom speaks to the bride. The dawn broke this morning on this Easter, unusual Easter morning. Maybe where you're at it's cold, maybe it's raining, maybe it's snowing, maybe it's gloomy, maybe it's sun, but whatever it is this morning, as the broke, as the dawn broke on this Easter, it could not stop the sun from rising. No matter how much snow, no matter how much storm, how much rain, how much lightning, it could not stop the sun. The sun just rose above the clouds and it shined anyway. 2,000 years ago, all the forces of hell tried to cancel Easter. He couldn't then. He couldn't then. And he can't now. Though the law may have stopped us from traveling together, it cannot stop us from worshiping. For we are one in the Spirit. We are one in the Lord. And we stand here this morning resurrected. We stand here this morning, a resurrected people today. What an Easter that was. But what an Easter this is. The prophet said we are resurrected today. Why can we have such a time over the things of God? Why can we get so happy? Why can we scream and run and shout and see miracles and healings and deliverance? Why? <laughs> Hallelujah. Why can we do these things? Because we're resurrected in him. Amen. Amen. Those he foreknew, he has called, and those who he has called, he's justified, and those he has justified, he has also glorified. Then we are now resurrected. We are resurrected from the inside out, not from the outside in. Oh, notice now, not sealed out this way, but sealed in. Oh, my, if the church could just see it. See, we're not sealed out, we're sealed in. Days when sin was an abomination before God and there was no appropriation to take it away. We were sealed away from it. And now when that ripped in two, that Israel, when that ripped in two with Israel, that the seal was broke by a sin offering being made for us. The seal was broke by a sin offering being made for us. And now we're baptized inside and sealed inside. We are resurrected. We are now resurrected. Already resurrected. How do you know? How do you know? Brother Benham, how could you possibly say that? How do you know that? Because the Bible said so, amen. We are now resurrected. We are now raised with him in spiritual resurrection. What does the word quicken mean? It means resurrected. That's right. We're already resurrected right now, sitting together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, enjoying the Easter seal. 
God's true Easter seal. How are we? By one spirit baptized into the body and sealed eternally. Glory to God. That ought to make you happy. We are now raised spiritually. What did we raise from? A life of sin. We were once sinners and loved the things of the world. But now that person that's received that seal is raised from the dead. Amen. From a life of sin. What is it? His spirit has been raised. His ambitions are raised. His life has been raised. He's a new creature. He comes together with fellow citizens like we are this morning to pray for one another, to help one another, to encourage one another, and to sit and gather in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, sealed by the Holy Ghost. We're not gathered together because of the sciences, Happy Valley. We're gathered together by the seal of the Holy Ghost. For ye are dead and your life is hid in Christ through God, sealed by the Holy Ghost. What an hour to be living. What an Easter this is. Think about it, friends. An angel has come with the message. An angel has come down with the message. The seals have been broke to reveal to us not just where he was, but where he is now. Amen. The church is commissioned with the message. Go tell. He's alive. He's here. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. How? Not by just saying it, but by performing it. Amen. Amen. By doing what he did when he was here, making him the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's not in the tombs of denominations. He is in his people. What an Easter that was. But oh, what an Easter this is. The two on the road to Emmaus walked with him for six miles and while they walked they talked with him and he gave them the word of the prophets but it was in the evening time as they asked him to abide with them in that little room shut away from the outside world that he revealed himself to them and broke the bread and showed proof of life and for six church ages He's walked with his church, revealing to them the words of the prophets. But in the evening time of the seventh church age, he has revealed himself by the opening of the word, a proof of life, producing what? The same ministry he had is now in his bride. What an Easter that was, but what an Easter this is. Christ, the mystery of God revealed. All God was he poured into Christ and all Christ is he has poured into his church. Christ is the mystery of God revealed but the bride is the mystery of Christ manifested in flesh. Stands here in the midst of us this morning as we are on our journey back home. Back to where we came from. The evening light the manifested word of the hour. Hallelujah. More than just the name of the church. Not an evening light tabernacle is not a building. Evening light tabernacle is a person. It's the bride. It's us. Jesus said, I'm the light of the world. And then he said, you're the light of the world. How? How can he be the light and I be the light? Because he is in me. Manifested where? Manifested where? In his bride. Whew. Hallelujah. Listen, 
Listen, can I have just a few more minutes? He's sanctified with his spirit and his blood, a church. Look, look at the effort he spent to produce this church. That he might make every promise in this last day be revealed. Revealed where? Through his church. The prophet said that he might make every promise in this last day be revealed. Where is it? Through his church. He did that so he could reveal the last day promise. For they are to be revealed through his church. We'll go back in others and pick it up. These other fellows have left off here in the last days and by the Holy Spirit reveal all the mysteries of the seven seal sea. He is expressing himself. That's his purpose. That's why he died. That's the second foe of his threefold manifestation. First to express himself in Christ. Then express himself through the church. And the same thing, Christ was the word and the church becomes the word when it lets the word go through them. That's what the church is doing today. For Jesus is the word and he's the bridegroom. And the bride is a part of the groom. Therefore the word that is to be fulfilled in this day. Is the same part of the word that was fulfilled in his day. Amen. Hallelujah. And that's the same word. The same experience. And the same life. The same word. The same experience. The same life. I believe, Father, the bride must be part of the bridegroom. She must be as same as the bridegroom, for she's a part of him. She can never be his bride and she'll be, until she becomes a part of him. And that's the part of the word today that says he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And if the bride is to be the word, then she's got to be of Christ, a part of the bridegroom. She's got to be the word, the word not for his day, the word not for his day, but the word of this day. The promise would be this day, he sent his word forth to mold his bride and to make her. He said, I hope you see it. I hope you see it. Not a resurrection of 2,000 years ago. What a wonderful day that was. But the resurrection of this day. What an Easter that was. But what an Easter this is. How did he bring Christ here, the bridegroom? By the words of the prophets. How will he bring his bride here? The same way by the words of the prophets. How did he identify him when he come? By a man with the spirit of Elijah upon him coming out of the wilderness. How will he identify his bride? He promised Malachi for the same thing. Before he destroyed the earth like it was in the days of Sodom. No wonder, no wonder Satan is attacking the messenger and the message like he did 2,000 years ago. He's trying to stop the word from coming forth. But he couldn't do it then and he'll not do it now. He will never stop it. The time has come. Nothing will stop this bride. She is undefeatable. The tomb is empty this morning because he's not in the tomb. He's in us, amen. Because I live, you shall live also speaking to his wife. Because I live, you shall live also. What a resurrection that was. What a resurrection this is. To be quickened from the dead. To be made alive in Christ Jesus by God's quickening power. 
He waved to them the word which he was waved back to them on the day of Pentecost. The word may manifest now as I say. It's to be waved again in the last day. The word made manifest. What an Easter that was. But what an Easter this is. What an Easter this is. Oh, if I could only see Jesus look up beside you this morning. That's where he's at. Though while the world will see me no more, but you shall see me. I'll be with you even in you. The tomb is empty. He's not here. He's not here. He's risen. But go into Galilee, and there you shall see him. Go to the bride. Go to where he said he would be in this hour, and there you shall see He's risen. He's alive. He's here. Why should I worry? Why should I fear? That very same Jesus is always so near. He lives in my heart and he hears my cry. And I can call on his name till the storm passes by. What a beautiful morning. That first resurrection morning, that first Easter that had ever dawned on the earth. What an Easter that was. What an Easter this is. But as I close, I say to you, what an Easter it will be. What an Easter it will be. Amen. That first Easter that ever dawned on the earth, do you realize that this Easter we're celebrating of his resurrection is only pointing to a greater Easter that's coming. That hour that he comes from heaven and all the dead in Christ shall rise and go with him. We're only looking forward to that great Easter coming. And today, how beautiful it is. What a consolation. What a proof. We have when the Bible declares it, when his omnipotent presence declares it, when his healing power declares it, when his great spirit declares it, when everything in nature declares it, his church declares it, my heart declares it, every born again believer, man's heart declares it, that Jesus Christ, the Son of God, will come again. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. What an Easter that was. What an Easter this is. But what an Easter that's coming. Go ahead. Go ahead, say I'm dead and gone. But you will see that you were wrong. Go ahead. Try to hide the sun. Roll the stone up. Try to hide the sun. But all will see that I'm the one. Because I'll come again. There ain't no power on earth can keep me back. Yes, I'll come again to take my people back. He's not here. He's risen as he said. Don't just come and see where he was. But this morning, see where he is. He's alive. He's alive. He's alive and I'm forgiven. Heaven's gates are open wide. He's alive. Oh, he's alive. He's alive. 
And because he lives, we live also. Amen. Death may take this body. They may put me in a tomb. They may put me in a grave. But I will rise again. Hallelujah. I stand this morning. I just want to felt this and I just want to share it with you. Your brothers, just a moment before you come to the instruments. Let's just stand this morning. You and your home, just take a hold of your wife, say, and your children. Just draw close. Just repeat this after. I just found the prophet said this, and I want to do this just as we close. The prophet said, repeat after me. Are you ready? Lord God, I pledge myself anew to you. Cleanse me from all unrighteousness. Cleanse me from all doubt in thy word. Let me from this Easter be a new creature in Christ Jesus. Let me bear in my heart your word. May it be a lamp to my feet that will light my path. From henceforth, I will follow you in Jesus' name. And the saints said, Amen. Brothers, come this morning. Oh, hallelujah. Let this be a real Easter. Maybe it was an unusual Easter. What an Easter of Easter outfits. Easter egg hunts. There's nothing wrong with that. But it's such an unusual Easter. But there in your home, let this words, let it become your words this morning. And don't just look at what a resurrection that was, but look at what a resurrection this is, that he is in his people. And if you're sick this morning, those of you, wherever you're at streaming, if you have a need this morning there, if you're by yourself, just lay your hand on the Bible. If you're with someone, just lay your hands on one another. And whatever the need would be, don't look at the need this morning. Look to the resurrected Savior. Look at the one, look at the one who rose again, who broke every seal that Satan had. Defeated death, hell in the grave. Whatever your need would be now, as we pray, you just lay it at his feet and receive what he did for you. The stripes on his back. Receive it this morning. It was for your healing. And if you're here, maybe you're lost. Maybe you've drifted away from God. But can you see what Calvary did? It took all your mistakes. It took all your failures. Dipped them in the bleach of his blood. And we can stand here this morning justified as though we never done it in the first place. If you're cold on God, if you've never accepted him as your savior, Look, world, the, the friend, look, friends, the world is dying around you. There's no hope in politics. There's no hope in governments. It's in Christ. And if you're here this morning, if you're lost, wherever you're at, if you're hearing my voice, New Zealand, South Africa, Nicaragua, France, wherever you would be this morning, just look to Jesus. Heavenly Father. Oh Lord, because you live, I can live also.
Thank you, Lord, for taking my fears, my weakness, my sins, my diseases, my afflictions, my pain, my sorrow, my guilt. Thank you, Lord, for taking all these things and crucifying them at Calvary. Lord, let me deal. Let me kneel at the foot of the cross this morning. And let me see, Lord, what you've done for me. And Lord, we receive it. I just want to thank you, Lord. Oh, God. Oh, Lord, may you flow from one heart to the next to the next. And may healing flow, forgiveness flow, redemption flow. Grant it this morning. Satan, you're defeated. My Lord defeated you at Calvary. He slapped you on the face. He took your keys. He kicked you inside the prison. He shut the door. We're not the ones in prison this morning. You are. The blood of the Lamb of God has made us free. And we receive it this morning in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. Just receive it now. His blood, his blood is more than able. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for what you did for me. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for healing me. Thank you for my wife. Thank you for saving her. Thank you for Allison. Thank you for what you did for Jessica. Thank you this morning. For taking those stripes for me. For taking the humiliation for me. Oh God. As a thief on the cross. It was such a small price to hang there beside the Christ. To hear those words, this day ye shall be with me in paradise. Oh, it's such a small price to hear those words and to die beside the Christ. Oh, how I love Jesus. Oh, how I love Jesus. Oh, how I, I love Jesus. Because, because he first. Oh, let's sing it now, everybody. God bless you. Happy Easter. Happy resurrection. Oh, how I love Jesus. I'm singing more. I love Jesus. Jesus, 
Oh, yes, Lord. God bless you, saints, this morning. God bless you.
is his father. We have raised from the dead. We are quickened to be alive in Christ Jesus. Oh, bless your name, Lord Jesus. Oh, I'm so glad I've known him. Soon he'll come and the bride will be Bless your holy name, Lord God. Hallelujah. What a day that was when you raised 2,000 years ago. But what a day this is, Lord Jesus, that we have raised. Oh, Father, we're waiting for that Easter when the dead in Christ shall rise first and we which are alive and remain shall be changed, oh God. Keep us, Lord, by your mighty power, Father. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Today, a friend and I, we walk down that road. We didn't know our Lord had a road. But then a man drew near and spoke words so wise. He broke the bread and blessed it. He's done it right here again this morning. Vanished and opened up.
so glad today it is so glad in a world of chaos and fear and uncertainty that we are a people who are certain have a certain God with a certain word and a certain promise at a certain hour a certain people will take a certain rapture and will be gone that's certain I'm so glad to be a part of that amen I'm grateful this morning for I'm just grateful this morning for, for my pastor, Brother Donnie. I'm grateful for these, these musicians that's come and away from their families to bring them music. Grateful for the sound men this morning. I'm grateful for my Happy Valley family. And as I said, I'm grateful for my family. Grateful for my son-in-law, Mark, and Alice, and Jessica, and Cheryl, my extended family. Oh, he's blessed us with so many things, friends. What do we got to worry about? What do we got to fear? The same Lord Jesus is right here with us today. Amen. Let's just sing this before we go. Out on the waters, the storm's raging high. The waters around them troubled their minds. With fear in their hearts, they thought they might die. But they failed to remember The Master was nigh He spoke the words And the winds all stood still Even the waters obeyed His will He'll calm their storms Just like He will mine If I just remember he lives deep inside So why should I worry? Why should I fear? The very same Jesus He's always so near He lives in my heart And He hears when I cry and I'll call on the Master Till the storm passes How he walked with them Brought light to the darkness When the way grew so dim How great it would be To have his footsteps leading mine To walk with the master All of the time When troubles come And death seems so nigh I can call on the master Know he'll get there on time And when I'm in trouble Everybody's in pain <laughs> All I have to do Is call on his name Oh, hallelujah Why should I fear The very same Jesus 
Hallelujah. Do you love you? And he hears when I cry. And I can call on his name till the storm passes by. Why should I worry? Why should I fear? The very same Jesus is right there in your home right now. He lives in my heart and he hears when I cry. passes by oh thank you Jesus thank you Lord Jesus Heavenly Father Lord we are so grateful today Lord the church building itself may be empty but our hearts are full Lord Lord, I'm drinking from a saucer because my cup's overflowing. Yes. Lord, I, I don't have great words, Lord. There's many of the words I can't even pronounce in the Bible. Lord, I don't have adequate words to express what I feel right now in my heart. So, Lord... <laughs> Just don't listen to my voice, but listen to my heart. I love you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you for what you did for me at Calvary, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for suffering that I could go free. We just love you today, Lord. We're so glad that we look at an empty tomb. And know that you're not there. Because we know that you're here. Here in our hearts. Here in our midst. Confirming your word. Lord be with your people today. Their little homes there with their families. Even though we may be shut in Lord. Unable to gather together. But oh God. May this be a real Easter to them, Lord. May you do something, Lord. May you do something wonderful for every one of them, Lord. That they may know you're the same yesterday, today, and forever. We give ourselves away, Lord. As you gave yourself for us, we want to give ourselves to you, Lord. Receive it today, we pray, Father. Be with your people now, Lord. Thank you for Brother Donnie. Thank you, Lord, for his wisdom. Lord, in the midst of this, this virus and this in our nation, Lord, I ask you, Father, as I've asked you every day, Lord, lift this off of our nation. Lift it off of our economy. Lift it off of our people, Lord, we pray. Thou art God. Beside thee there is none other. Granted, almighty God. We commit this service now and all that was done for your glory in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Amen and amen. God bless you, saints. God bless you today. Enjoy your day. Enjoy your day in the presence of a resurrected Savior. Brother Harry, let's sing it out and give myself away. 
It's just worshiping now. It's just, just as we get ready to go off of the internet. May the Lord Jesus bless you. Brother Louis, love you. Appreciate you, buddy. Brother Donnie, we love you, buddy. Brother Larry, God bless you. Brother Wayne. Brother Bradley. Mikey, God bless you, buddy. Brother Arwood. Brother Jackie upstairs. God bless each of you today. Sing it, Brother Harry. You know I can't sing. Here I am. Here I stand. Lord, my life is in your hands. Lord, I'm longing to see your desires revealed in me. I give myself away. I give myself Give myself away. 